Hey, this is a Hakawari production. This series is about people breaking the status quo to create positive change in a world where business as usual is just not good enough anymore. Social disruptors do this through their bold actions that challenge society's beliefs, prejudices, and sometimes even their laws. This episode is part of a three-part series that focuses on creative people who are quietly changing not only their industry, but Arab culture as a whole. My guest today is a multidisciplinary designer, art director, and editorial stylist. He's the founder of La Terre Folle, based in Beirut, and he's just launched a collection of furniture called Unfamiliar Functional Objects. Please welcome Joe Arida. Hi, Joe. Hi, Nadia. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I love the acronym for your new furniture collection. Which came first? Thank you. (laughs) The full name or the acronym UFO? Actually, they kind of came at the same time because we knew what we were looking at. We knew they were going to be kind of odd objects in your house. And we knew that they had kind of alien inspiration. So it kind of happened at the same time. So Yusuf Basile, my partner and I, kind of came up with the um, idea acronym all at the same time. It was like a, a moment, you know, an, an illumination in that moment. What are your thoughts on all these UFOs that are being reported? The Pentagon recently confirmed that the leaked photos and video of UFOs taken in 2019, I think that those photos are real and they have no idea what they are. What do you think? Absolutely. I believe they exist. I think within the theory of the multiverse, it would be impossible that we're alone. So, you know, some research fundamentally supports bacterial life, at least out there. And to me, as like a realist and a Darwinian, I do believe that there must be life out there. And by the way, there's a movie called, a documentary called The Phenomenon. Anyone who's listening to this and hasn't watched it, I really, really recommend watching that documentary. It's, it's, first of all, it's really good. It's a great uh, movie to watch. And it's really interesting. So The Phenomenon, watch it. I'll, I'll look for it. I love those movies and those documentaries. Yeah, it's, it's a documentary and it's actually, it's not on a channel. It's actually an independent documentary. Okay, well, thanks for the heads up. Um, let's talk about your fashion brand, uh, which has been around a little bit longer. La Terre est Folle, which in English means, uh, or translates to The World is Mad, which couldn't be a better name, frankly, for any brand <laughs> <laughs> in the last couple of years. So explain what the, the pillars of your brand are and what, what the idea behind it is. So I'm going to go through the pillars first. So first pillar is sustainability. Then body positivity, inclusivity, patriotism, which a friend of mine actually kind of rephrased to humanity or humanitarianism, which I really, I really appreciated. And the fifth pillar would be experimentation. Um, so basically, they kind of all relate to one another. We went in, in depth into the details of those pillars on another podcast. And um, I'd be happy to get into any part of it that you want. No, I just wanted you to kind of spell it out because I thought it was interesting that you had these pillars, um, you know, and that, that that's one of the first ways that you present your brand. Um, but uh, I follow you on social media and I know you posted um, these messages that you got from a client recently who I guess 
he had shared a picture of himself wearing one of your uh, LTF t-shirts and he asked you to not post it because he was afraid people would think he was gay. So your brand is, <laughs> uh, it's not a pillar, but your brand is unisex. You make Everything you make can basically be worn by anyone. Uh, t-shirts, hats, uh, leggings even, why not? Um, but it's no secret Correct. that that many of the pictures you post are uh, of people uh, wearing your brand are of gay men, really good looking ones, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> is this the demographic you're targeting or is there something else behind that? No, no, not necessarily. If you go through our feed, you're going to see a lot of women. There's You're even going to see trans women. You're going to see a lot of... There's also straight men, believe it or not. But that's kind of what, what maybe gets picked up on more because I I think maybe their pictures are a little bit um, racier, perhaps. I'm not I'm not sure. I think that I feel like they, they have... Um, they may be kind of... are a bit more daring in the in the content they produce. But to go back to the incident that you were referring to, he's actually not a client at all, and he he didn't uh, even take a picture. So what happened is I contacted him because I liked and supported, and I actually even promoted his page. And I asked him if he would be uh, interested in receiving an item of his choice to wear in one of his posts. So he picked out a sweater on the website, and he received it several months ago. And then when I asked him about the content that he had agreed to produce, you know the rest of the story. So I don't. I really don't have a problem with him not wanting to be on my page. Even if he changed his mind after that, that's his prerogative. Everyone has agency over themselves and free will. But I didn't falsely advertise myself. Like he followed my page. He watched the stories before agreeing to this and before receiving his items. So he kind of had time and all the necessary information. And I support everyone. And really LTF celebrates everyone. That's what we're all about. So to read uh, a DM saying, I won't accept you posting a pic of me on your page. You support gays a lot and I'm not one of them. That felt very loaded to me. So I felt like he dumped his insecurity and small-mindedness. So why not take that discrimination and regressive message and turn it around? So talking about it, all the love and support I got, by the way, I never had that many views or DMs ever. I really turned that narrative around. And, you know, you can't educate people, but I try. And I do expect to face this reality a lot. You know, culturally, sex and freedom are huge taboos for people, especially when, you know, it's sort of a limited education. They have sort of a limited education. And at the end of the day, it's his insecurity, not mine. Humanity is diverse. And having fear, like a fear to be associated with, with different people leads to segregation. And we we all know what that leads to. So I feel like at the end of the day, it's up to each person to educate themselves and open their minds. And if you don't, uh, I mean, if you don't, then you only have yourself to blame. Open your mind. That's a very strong uh, pillar. That's what I would categorize under experimentation in our uh, pillars. And it's a very strong pillar for me personally as well. You have like great thought-provoking slogans on many of your pieces, which is kind of what defines it and defines the story of the brand. Um, you have things like, um, are we happy yet? Which is kind of a an existential mm-hmm. question. And of course, the brand itself, the world yeah. is mad. Um, I love existential questions, by the way. That's a big thing that, that, I, that I really like uh, also on a personal level. So of course, it gets reflected in everything I do. 
Well, one of the ones I just saw, I don't know if it's new and if it's related to what we were just talking about, it says real men are versatile. Is that new? It's actually recent, not super new, but it's kind of recent. And someone that bought the T-shirt sent us a really cool picture that I that I posted. So that's why it came up recently on the feed. So, I mean, real men are versatile is open to interpretation. In the absolute sense, it's about being able to give and take and to adapt and to experiment. Basically, the power to assume to do unto you as you would do unto others. And that's a very important human notion. Yeah, it's a cheeky way to grab attention, but you know, trust me, there are always deeper messages in everything I make. It's that's just my way of communicating. I need to grab attention first, whether it's with humor or sex or whatever. But I, I always have a message. So homosexuality is against the law, of course, in most Arab countries. But how much are these laws enforced, as far as you know? I personally don't really know uh, the the details. So, off you know, going off of what I do know uh, locally in Lebanon, I think it's uh, it comes down to the judge judging that specific case. And lately, judges have not been enforcing those laws. Unfortunately, there's a reluctance to update those laws that really need to be updated for many different for for every cause actually, not just for that one, but. Overall, I'm not a pro in this department. I'm in a very unique situation, and I can't speak for anyone. I personally don't care at all what anyone thinks other than myself, and I've always been like that. So I just live life being myself, and that's because of the love and support that I give and receive from my family and friends. And the Arab world is is not honest, and that's because of political re- religion. It's not progressive, but that doesn't mean that I have to join them. And it is institutionalized and it won't change anytime soon so i mean again as far as i know it goes on a case by case basis so you talk you know one of your pillars is sustainability um how has the pandemic you obviously cared about this way before you know all this happened because you've had your brand for how many years now since 2013 so that's About eight years. Eight years, yeah. Um, so, I mean, people were already talking about it back then, but it's really become at the, come to the forefront in the last two, three years, I would say. And then with COVID, um, how has the pandemic changed how you feel about fashion and the fashion industry as a whole? I feel like it was delaying that change that it desperately needed to endure and that it was uh, at that point impossible to to avoid it any longer. So I think that it forced it into um, that step that it was avoiding to take. But I mean, everyone now is talking and agrees that, you know, we have so many, cl- I know that you, you you produce a lot of your stuff uh, on demand or by order. You don't have like a lot of stock, which is yeah, great. That's correct. one of the ways that you can be sustainable as a brand. Um Everyone is kind of agreeing that there's enough clothes in the world. Um, there's a resurgence of, uh, you know, vintage clothes and, and people, and a huge market being created. But let's be honest. Can you really imagine a world without these fast fashion brands like Zara and H&M? Are people really ready to give up on this, like, um, drug that it is to go shopping and buy new stuff and, and be trendy and and acquire the, that's things. the problem with humanity is that no one is ever uh, ready for the same thing at the same time 
I th- I personally think that there's a big uh, part of uh, people that are ready for that and that have implemented uh, changes in their lifestyles to different degrees. Like I know people that have implemented way more um, things into their lifestyle than I have. I personally haven't shopped in a really, really long time. And I feel like uh, shopping is really the last thing on my mind at the moment. Like when I go out, especially in Lebanon now, and I see uh, really the, the, that very heavy um, and depressing situation that we're all in, uh, some much more than others, I can't go into a store and buy something. I feel I feel stupid just going into a store at all or even thinking about buying something. So so I think that it's a very personal thing and you can't generalize uh, how people are going to change their habits or how they feel about certain things. Uh, that's diversity in the end. So you can't do much about that. But there is a shift and uh, there is a large por- portion of people that are more or less uh, gearing themselves toward that shift, if not already implementing it in their lives to a certain extent. So you're based in Lebanon. Your brand is pretty Lebanese-centric in the sense that, you know, you do make references. For example, after the explosion, you had um, things printed on your T-shirt that reference uh, T-shirts and products that referenced what had happened. Um, But you're based Mm -hmm. in a country that has such a strong or a a long history of culture and uh, is known for its creative talent. But the country is really... Uh, on the verge of collapse and Mm -hmm. the economy is no longer functioning. Do you feel as a creative, as a Lebanese creative who are so well respected around the world, who are sought after by other Arab companies when they seek, you know, educated and creative talent or well-educated people to, to work with them, do you feel as a Lebanese talent that you're losing some of your luster because of what's happening with the, the, the country? Have you felt a change in the attitude of how people treat you and view you when you're um, when you're interacting with um, people in other parts of the Arab world? No, really not. I, I've, I've actually had a lot of people um, say that they have a lot of uh, respect for Lebanese talent. Personally, I don't think we're any better than anyone else. If you ask me my personal opinion, I think that everyone is on the same level around the world. There's no country that's better at something than anyone else. There are people that are better than others everywhere at different things. And that's what makes up humanity. So I I didn't even really see it like that in the first place. And I, I felt like it was maybe like a, a cliche or a stereotype or, you know, w- one of those concepts that for me, don't really make sense. I'm sure there are great designers in every country of the world, and I have no reason to have to think that Lebanese people are better at anything than anyone else. So I don't really see it like that. But to 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 circle back to what you said, have has people have people's perspective changed on Lebanese people as a person, not as a designer? Uh, last time I was abroad. Every person that would uh, ask me where I'm from and that I would say would le- that I would then I would say I was Lebanese would kind of have this look of pity and this you know this oh you know poor you, which which I found funny because before it was like oh wow you're Lebanese you know not that that means anything that was also you know complete stereotypical and useless information but I, I, but this time I felt more pity than anything else. But no, I don't think there's you know any reason to 
demote uh, our status as designers because we're Lebanese, and I haven't felt that at all. Well, you have such a beautiful uh, vision of of the world. It seems I really like your your global you. person, and humanitarian. I think that's that's actually the definition of that word that you didn't that was corrected by your friend, humanitarian. This kind Correct. of idea that everyone is we're all the same, um, and that it's just the lens through which people are viewed uh, that changes uh, anything. But um, and what, the way that society warps people's uh, viewpoint as well. Yeah, for sure. And the media has a, a role to play in that. So you are kind of a, a peaceful person, a person that just kind of wants to be a part of, of a bigger, that's what I'm getting, of, of the bigger world. I believe world. in civility and progress. Personally, those are my beliefs. Civility, progress, evolution, that's, I think, the, the laws that, uh, you know, humans should impose on themselves. And I feel like we're very, very much um, lacking in those departments here. And um, it takes a lot for someone, uh, you know, like me to, to kind of uh, put up with, with an environment such as this one. But, you know, maybe that's also what reinforced those beliefs. And, and maybe, you know, it's, there's something to be grateful to this chaos uh, in cementing those beliefs. Right. So do you see yourself as a disruptor? Look, I've always been called a disruptor. I've been called a delinquent. I've been called, you know, ever since I was a kid. I was a really, I, I'm a, technically I am an ex-delinquent. I was kicked out of many schools, kicked out of both my parents' houses. I was a lot. And uh, so I can't not be a disruptor. It's in my uh, personality. But I did, uh, you know, grow out of it. And I did have many reasons for, for me as a kid to have become uh, that disruptor or that delinquent. And, you know, today I kind of thank that delinquent because instead of internalizing those things and uh, later on in life ending up with some pretty severe uh, mental issues or, have, or ending up in some pretty severe situations, that kind of, you know, disruptor that was uh, really, you know, at the forefront of my personality for many years growing up kind of saved me as an adult. So I'm very grateful to that disruptor, to that delinquent. And um, I feel like maybe disruptor today would have a negative connotation, whereas uh, what I would uh, ideally, you know, like to do is disrupt for the better. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's exactly the the frame of 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 the word that we're using here. Uh, disruptor, shaping things and making things better. That's exactly the definition. So, Hella, I really don't believe that I have the power to change anything at all. I'm just communicating on a platform that I've built for myself. I I I really. I mean, I'm. I'm very uh, humbled to hear that to hear myself being called a disruptor in this positive connotation but I I don't really think that um there is any actual impact and if there is any actual impact it matters to me way more than the clothing or the furniture that I put out there that's what matters to me above everything else What are you working on next Actually, we have uh, like five collaborations lined up that I'm very excited about. I can't talk about any of them yet, but we have uh, we have a bunch of uh, of new collaborations coming up this summer. 
furniture and clothing and home accessories. So it's it's going to be fun. Joe Arida, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you and best of luck with all your projects. Thank you for having me. See you soon. That's it. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't miss the other two episodes in this series on disruptors. See you next time.